When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. What is going on, Dutch Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. We got a fun episode today, as you've been following on social media, I'm sure, this week. Got a little bit different schedule, stuff coming out all kinds of random times as we are doing an Inspired by South by Southwest week, as well as a spring break sorts of week, as well as the start of March Madness. So that's going to dictate a lot of things we do today and throughout the week. For instance, today we're going to do some detentions and then a gold star, so we're doing things a little backwards. Our first detention is going to go to Tom Brady for the un- retirement yeah i know a lot of people are praising him for coming back and people are excited about him back and that's all fine and dandy but at the end of the day i'm giving him a detention because i don't understand what this big five or six week whatever it was like 40 days whatever it was of being gone what was that about what was that big deal like what possibly changed in the last 40 days did he really change his diet and go back to like being a normal person no did the bucks have a bunch of stuff in the offseason that he missed no Nothing changed except for the fact that he decided to come back. And that just means that either A, he got pressured into making a decision early by Schefter, in which case we probably should have given him a detention way back then. Or that means he decided to change his mind in less than four days without missing anything, in which case I say he probably wasn't too strong in his convictions before. We're going detention to Tom Brady for revoking his retirement coming back. Obviously, people are going to listen to this like, well, Ainsworth always hates on Tom Brady. And while some of that may be 
fair. I'm not sure that that's what we're doing with today. This is really about like undoing your decision. Like once you make a decision, it needs to be final or at least like this, oh, I just missed the game or whatever facade should probably take longer. Like Jordan retired for a couple years and came back and then retired for a few more and came back. Like there were years in between there. We're talking a few weeks. That's the big difference to me here. Big attention to Tom Brady. Second attention is going to go to a broad group of people. We'll say hecklers. I, I don't. I don't know what how best to describe these people. But when I think of like people heckling, I, I think of a piece I'm working on right now for the written site, Belly Up Sports. When I look at like people using name calling in basketball and heckling with the West Brick name for West Brook, who has vocally advocated that he does not want to be called that anymore because of the way it's impacting his kids. I think that it goes without saying, but generally speaking, if you're calling someone names and they say, hey, stop calling me that name. As soon as you start continuing to use that name, you're the jerk. So even if you did not think something as mundane as saying Westbrook to comment on West, Russell Westbrook's play was that big a deal, he's asked you to stop. So continuing to go on with it makes you the jerk. This even carried over to this weekend. We saw over the last weekend Naomi Osaka at Indian Wells where she was playing in a big tennis tournament. Uh, obviously, she's like one of the best tennis players in the world, but has advocated before about how she has, you know, struggled with issues of mental health. And frankly, it's worth pointing out that like over the weekend, someone said that she sucked, which I think all of sports fans like that's fairly mundane as a comic goes. Except this is an athlete that is an individual sport, which means that there's only one person you're talking to, and it's not like you're telling the Miami Heat they suck, or you're telling the San Francisco 49ers, they suck. Like, there's only one person this can apply to. And B, this is an individual that has expressed they have mental health or have struggled with mental health things in the past, and so what's the purpose of doing this? So as I look at this, you know, Naomi heard this, visuals of her crying on the side, obviously because it struck her in a certain way, and then she said the following. If you could make that out, what she's saying there is that this brings back memories of Indian Wells for this, the Williams sisters, who obviously didn't play there for about a decade because of some of the vitriol they got from fans there. It's also worth pointing out that like that brought up a relatively secondary trauma experience for her that I don't know that the person was intending by any stretch, but like you knew you were kind of dancing with based on the athlete you're talking about here. The the third thing I think that's interesting worth pointing out here is that like the overwhelming majority of the crowd then got that guy kicked out of the stadium, right? He then ends up being the the booer becomes the booey there and then ends up getting tugged out of the stadium. And Naomi is thanking the crowd because that's overwhelming support in her favor. But on the whole, I think that that's really this ickiness of like at what point does heckling go too far? At what point are you doing something besides just like cheering on your your team or or, or what have you? 
I think it's you always got to keep in mind the athletes you're talking about. Like if I'm going to watch a Lakers game, I've heard this about Russell Westbrook now. If I'm going to watch Naomi Osaka play tennis, I've heard this about her now. If I'm going to watch the Bulls, I've heard about DeMar DeRozan. If I'm going to watch the Cavs, I've heard about Kevin Love. Like the, these guys and these athletes have said this about themselves, and you have to understand what you're watching. And the person on the other side of the experience is also a person. But more on that later, for now, the tension to hecklers specifically a couple from recent memory. We're going to give a gold star to some scoring in the NBA, uh, specifically Carl Anthony Towns with 60? 60? I'm, I'm reading that. 32 points in the third quarter. Carl Anthony Towns is a franchise re record for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's 60 points on the night. That's obviously pretty big. Now we're going to have a big gold star to that one. In a similar vein, Trey Young had 47 the night before. Trey Young had 47 the night before. We're going to give a big gold star to that one. On that same night, Kevin Durant had 53. You're going to give a big gold star to that one. Night before, Josh Hart had 44. 44 points on Saturday for Josh Hart. And we're going to give a big gold star to that one. We're going to give a big gold star to 38 on Saturday out of Clay Thompson. And Friday night, the King LeBron James had 50 points. We're going to have a big gold star to that one. Not to throw too much shade during our gold stars segment, I will say the stat I just saw was that the Lakers are 0-7, soon to be 0-8 as we're recording this in games since the All-Star break that LeBron James does not score 50 or more points in. So I guess that's doing what you got to do last Friday night. Anyway, gold star to all those high scoring performances. Quite a weekend for guys wanting to watch buckets happen. Shout out to the NBA for a fun weekend of hoops. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beers between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. All right. So if you followed us along on social media, especially on the Twitter handle at FNSports2, or I guess on my, my personal handle at Painsworth512, you'll notice that uh, I got to spend some fun time watching the Levitard show live this week at South by Southwest. Shout out to Mike Brown and the guys at Belly Sports making sure they got me a press badge. It doesn't actually look like we needed one to get in, but that's neither here nor there. They're really going to help me out in getting through that in Austin this weekend. So for those that don't understand what was going on, Dan Levitard and crew did two 
full live shows with full audience interaction, everything over the weekend, or I guess on Sunday and Monday. And so I got to go be front row to that. Before I dive too much into what we're going to call the Levitard Lessons segment, I feel like we probably need to make sure we like establish what this show is for folks that like have no idea what I'm talking about. The show itself, I guess, is kind of 20 years old. You can go back to it being a radio show in like the early aughts. It was a TV show with ESPN, was on ESPN Radio, and then syndicated on ESPNU and ESPN News and ESPN Plus for a while, uh, different things like that. It is a show that is known for doing a number of things at like the edge of sports. For example, they'll have They'll have professional zookeeper Ron McGill come on and do a sports-esque play-by-play of some crazy animal in the wild video. Or they'll have Chris Sims come on and talk about the countdown of quarterbacks based on how he sees it. That's barely sports, right? They'll also do a similar countdown with like Dan Levitard's favorite colors. They'll do a number of different things that are like sports-adjacent, sports-related comedy and kind of at the edge, while also being able to flip the switch on any given moment and go to the very serious topics where they talk with people about things like Colin Kaepernick, where they talk with people about things like Deshaun Watson sexual assault delegation, where they talk with people about things like Harry Rice, where they talk with people about things like Donald Sterling or racism across sports or, or whatever is going, Bubba Wallace, whatever is happening in the world of sports, and then occasionally even dabbling outside of that to things that are bigger going on in the world because that's just kind of the show and how it's evolved and what it's become. It's got a crazy, crazy big audience. It's consistently the most downloaded sports podcast on any of your platforms. That's in large part, if you want to be honest, they, they, they've put out three plus hours of content a day. This is a full-time operation with a lot of great personalities and a lot of fun stuff based out of Miami. It's the same kind of vibe as like the old highly questionable show right it was dan levitard is highly questionable and eventually just became highly questionable but with poppy and the fun and the this and the that and all the silliness they they do a really really fun show that has serious moments and it's really become this like i, I don't necessarily want to say cult following because you could probably call me a cultist then if i because i enjoy the show a lot but it's got a really really fun following that has followed the show in the last what 18 months as it's navigated its way away from ESPN. After some disputes in the fall of 2020, I guess early school year, like August, September, like early, early fall of 2020, late summer, early fall, the show ended its contract with ESPN on January 4th of 2021 and launched its own, uh, they called it a pirate ship network that eventually became Metal Arc Media with old ESPN CEO John skipper i say ceo i guess his official title is executive chairman he does more than just that I, anyway with metal lark media with john skipper and in doing so they've really launched a full-on podcast and they're getting into videos they they obviously have a youtube channel and stuff like that they put out an an entire 30 plus minute musical album in the last month in which you can like hear a musical kind of peripherally about the Super Bowl, which is really, really funny, if I'm being honest. The, the the whole show is based on how many different sports-adjacent and sports-humor-related things can we create. You're going to see documentary-type content come out of Metal Arc. You're going to see all these different pushing of the envelopes come out of Levitard and Friends and all of those kinds of shows, while also doing things that are relatively serious, like 
a podcast in the network called Montgomery Company by Renee Montgomery dove into the Brittany Griner and her being arrested in Russia issue, right? That's not to say that the show doesn't also have fun jokes with Renee and her wife and their family. It's just they, they will wrestle with some of the serious stuff. Things like God Bless Football, which is a funny, serious, funny slash serious show where they'll talk about various Gronkowski family-related parties and then also talk about the seriousness of things like Deshaun Watson, right? These shows do all walk that line really, really well. And the comedy aspect is like what keeps people coming back. And the serious part is what keeps people in, interested while they're there. It's an interesting format to a show. So all that has to say that last week, the Levitard show announced that they were coming to Austin for South by Southwest. I hit up Mike Brown. We got a press cred credential organized. I turns out I probably didn't need one. Uh, we we probably we didn't pay for one. We just got the press credential because I didn't need a camera or anything like that. But we got to go and observe how they did things and watch the show play out. And after watching Levitard and his show go live, here are my five lessons from Levitard. Lesson number five is when in doubt, make a list. Now, I don't know what it is about all of these different Levitard and Levitard related things, but when in doubt, make a list means at some point, sports talk can come down to simply debating my ranking versus your ranking. And for whatever reason, Levitard and company, the whole crew, Stugatz, Billy Gill, Chris Cody, the Chris Whittingham, Roy, all, Mike Ryan, all of those guys, Jessica Smetana and Juju Gotti even, all of you that come on have understood that for whatever reason, a list feels somewhat sports-like. So at any point, you should make a top five and you have a top five and it becomes something you can have a very serious but also very nonchalant disagreement around. So you can have your top five favorite foods. I mean, Chris Cody got roasted over the weekend for his top five favorite foods, not including barbecue and the shows in Austin and how that, you know, da 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 But all of a sudden that thing is both so serious that we're gonna yell at you and go back and forth yelling about it, but also it's so not serious we understand. They everyone's gonna have their own top five. Uh, the, the saying is, two guys always says, make your own list, right? If you don't like my list, make your own list. They did lots of top five for the weekend. It's a gold mine of content because it's the kind of thing that much like sports, we can sit around and be really, really, really serious about and really, 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 really not serious about at the same time. It's really, really interesting to watch it work and really, really interesting to watch it play out. Now, obviously, like we're seeing you're making a list of five lessons from Levitard and how fun that is and so on, but also it feels like it's worth pointing out that the goal here is the list works because it's both incredibly serious and incredibly inconsequential and that's the beautiful marriage that is fun fun content and so we're going to try and keep doing the same around here number four humans are humans in athletics and otherwise now sports become this great escape and, and sports coverage kind of becomes an even greater and even further escape but we're starting to see how that escape works. We're starting to see how that escape is our escape, but it's not really an escape for the athletes involved. Whether that's, you know, we, we opened up talking about hecklers and detention and stuff like that, that really does play out that way. I mean, this is a grinding, grueling, 
you know, gut-wrenching, cutthroat job for so many people. And it was interesting to watch this show play out over two days because unintentionally, the mental health aspect of sports was in almost every segment. And I really think that's interesting to point out, like the leading, most downloaded podcast and all of sports everything has every segment talked about, or for the over the course of two days talked about, some aspect of mental health and sports, whether that's Naomi Osaka, Westbrook, mental health, and the idea of like fan bases grappling with the idea of Deshaun Watson coming into their place, or they talk with Ricky Williamson about all the stuff he went through, or, or all the different angles and variables as to how that mental health plays out. I, I think it's interesting to point out that like this is in this growing world where we're seeing athletes become more and more human. They're less and less gladiators like Spartacus or Crixus or, or you know, name your top five gladiators. But they're less and less like that and more and more like these people we enjoy watching their jobs. As people are getting more and more access to various forms of content and waiting to watch their favorite content creators be human, I think we're also seeing that we're seeing our athletes become more and more human as well. I don't know which comes first, chicken or egg there, but we're seeing athletes open up about mental health and we're seeing them become more and more human the more and more access we get to them and the more and more power they get. The way that Durant and Kyrie Irving run the nets. The way that James Harden changes teams twice in 13 months. The way that LeBron James constructs a roster in LA and it's awful. The way, the way that we get to see these guys wield this power is also simultaneously at the same time that we're seeing them have issues and struggles and that molding of like humanity having power and strength and glory but also being fallible and having issues and so on like that is an interesting thing and I think it's worth noting that the top again top downloaded sports show in the world had to talk about that or got to talk about that or ended up talking about whatever they thought was the most pertinent thing that day and each segment had some aspect of mental health in it now you know, that could just be the nature of the show and the way the show leans or whatever, or that could just be a sign for, hey, if the most downloaded show talks about this, that's probably just where coverage of sports is going to go. <laughs> they seem to be at the front of things over and over again. They've turned the radio show into a podcast at the switch of the podcast world. They got to YouTube. They're putting it on different platforms now. They're pushing the envelope. Lots of things they're doing. I think it's worth pointing out that that could just be where things are going. Number three. Prepared means caffeinated. Shout out to Hildy and the Cafecito, or at least rested. I think it's interesting to point out that as I am, if you listen to the show frequently, know that I am a teacher. I record this in times that I can throughout the week while I'm also teaching and coaching and doing several things. And so sometimes sleep can go by the wayside. And I don't mean to say necessarily that I have evidence that these people did not get a lot of sleep. Although there was a funny story between a couple people and they're getting to Austin from Miami and how that led to a lack of sleep. What I will say though is production of something good is going to be taxing. That is to say that making something good, making something that people want to be involved with, like the top downloaded sports podcast in America or top downloaded sports podcast in the world or, or whatever, takes a lot of hands on deck. On the stage involved in recording, producing, and editing the show, you had six people who had peripherally voices, peripheral voices in the show, but were primarily doing the editing. That's Chris, 
Billy, Roy, other Chris, Chris Whittingham, Mike Ryan, Jessica. They're involved in other things than just talking. They're also talking, but they're all in things other than just talking. You then had Dan and Stu. You then had Lewis in the back. You had Tony in the back helping get guests on, helping walk people around, helping orchestrate the show around the show. You had people like Hildy <laughs> doing things like Cafecito. And while I know that this seems fairly silly, it takes a lot of people to get that three hours of content into our ears every day. And then while well, Chris Whittingham can sit there and say, I am but a man several, several times because he's trying to get all the sounds queued up to go off at exactly the right times and this and that. And he failed a couple times and it's really funny and the whole show got to laugh and da 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 da. It's worth pointing out doing something well will take a lot of hands on deck and take a big, strong team. Now the team here in Billy Up, we got again, Mike and Blaine and Kev running the whole thing. Shout out to them. They do a great job running Billy Up Sports. Shout out to Chris, our editor, for doing a great job editing things all the time. We've had a handful of interns in the past helping with social media. I'm not saying that we don't have a team here either. What I am saying though is that good work takes teamwork. No one does this on their own. That became very, very obvious in watching like as much as I look up to Dan as a journalist because he always dives deeper and asks great questions and really sees things in an interesting way and aims to find the humanity in things in a way I really appreciate. I have to say that what's eye-opening about watching it happen is there's not a dull moment for really any one of the like at some points 12 to 15 people involved in this thing. No one sits still. They're all doing something constantly. It's a big, big task and a big, big ask for all of them, even if it's something as simple as Chris Cody yelling at the crowd, let's get horny instead of hook them horns because he's not really sure what's which and it becomes a much better joke after that. But teamwork makes the dream work and that's never been more obvious than watching a well-caffeinated crew of Levitard and friends get after on the show. I, I think that that's a really, really important takeaway to look at this. Number two, doing things for the right reasons are going to make them better things. I, I say that because Dan has frequently said on the show over and over again, almost the point where it sounds like cliche, that they do all the stuff they do to give out good content in this reciprocal relationship because they feed off of the fandom. They feed off of you know, getting paid by DraftKings because of how many downloads they get on their show. They feed off of getting to do these things because of how many people show up. But I, I feel like it's worth pointing out that while that sounds cliche sometimes in podcast, saying it in person made it very, very clear that they truly, as a cast and crew, believe in this reciprocal relationship where we're gonna give the fans what they want, we're gonna provide great content for the fans, and they're gonna show us support, and we're gonna give great content to the fans and appreciation for that support, it's gonna go back and forth. For instance, I don't mean to be like, I got to do this cool thing, look at me, but as soon as the, show, the second show ended, and it was clear that the two days of fun had kinda of come to a close, the crew on the show sat on set and took a picture, because it was cool to like mark their like first ever traveling show type of event. And then all of them just walked into the crowd and started shaking hands, saying hi, saying that, like on their own accord, having very genuine conversations. Got to talk with Billy Gill a little bit, got to talk with Mike Ryan a little bit, got to talk with Dan Lebatar a little bit. Like all these different people walk into the crowd and just start shaking hands of complete strangers saying, hey, thank you so much. What's your story? 
What got you here? How was your day? How, did you like the two days? That conversation happened hundreds of times across the audience because they just walked into the crowd and did it. Now, I know that that seems like, of course they did, or maybe someone to say like, well, that's entertainment, that's what they're doing. But at the same time, I, I have to stress, that's not the vibe at South by Southwest. That's not the vibe when watching radio shows. That, that's not typically how these things go. That's just how the Levitard thing goes. They walk in the walk out into the audience and start having a good time. I'm in line to shake Dan's hand because I want to shake Dan's hand or whatever, and I hear him over, over here, I'm talking to someone about what you think went well. And the guy starts listing off things he went well, and he said, what do you think you need to, or went well? Or what do you think? And the first things out of Dan's mouth were he wanted to be more accessible to fans. There was this confusion, you know, it confused us, where it felt like because it was a South by Southwest event, you had to have the $1,200 or free press badge ticket from South by Southwest to go. And that was not the case. It was just on the back patio of a nice hotel in Austin. It being on a nice hotel in Austin made people feel like, ooh, it's gonna be posh, it's gonna be this, it's gonna be, and that was kind of not the right vibe either, right? Dan was talking with this guy about making the show, the guy, a couple people in front of me in line, about making the show more accessible to everyone. And he talked about how as this thing continues to grow and as they continue to travel the show more and more, they're going to continue to find ways to make it more accessible to everyone in the cities they go. Now, I understand that there's all kinds of people that you know are very much in engagement Twitter and they make their Twitter about engagement and that's the big goal and ask a bunch of questions, but also making content that is about the person receiving it gets better results. Being out there and making shows for the fan and then taking in that dialogue and then making a better show for the and continuing that back and forth, that reciprocal relationship is important here. It was very, very cool to see and hear the way that they want they wanted to now know our stories. They wanted to ask what I do. I had an FS Sports t-shirt on. What is that? And it's a podcast I do, I'm a teacher. Like those kinds of conversations happen because they want to hear about us as much as we want to hear about them. It's no longer just the voice playing in your ear while you're out at the gym working out. It's no longer just the voice playing in your ear while you're walking around the grocery store picking up groceries. It becomes more than that. It becomes this, hey, that's the guy that talked to me that one time. Hey, that's the guy I interact with Twitter that one time. Hey, that's the guy who talked to me about my YouTube comment. Like the, the back and forth there, as best as you can actually create it, becomes valuable. And that is important, that's the right reason. And I think it's important to say that while that feels like sometimes when you hear it over the air, like, of course they're gonna say that. What are they gonna say? And then you see it acted out, the genuine side of it really, really comes out. Number one, work with your friends. Now, I think that that sounds something that like probably feels obvious, but at the end of the day, working with people you like and respect and feel comfortable with like friends is what's going to lead to the best work. Part of the reason that the Levitard show sounds like this dysfunctional family with a handful of clicks in it is because it is. Dugat is kind of that gross uncle and Dan is kind of that 
paternal figure with no real control. And Mike Rand's kind of the person trying to keep everyone's head spinning the right way. And Billy Gill is that weird younger sibling that tries to like tear everything up and melt ants with magnifying glasses. And Chris Cody is kind of the guy that's always the life of the party and so on, but is also always a mess and late. And Chris Whittingham is that one weird cousin you have that dresses up way too much for every single family function. And that that feels like that type of family because it is that type of family. You watch them on stage in between sets, in between skits, in between whatever, and they clearly actually enjoy each other. Like there's actual friendship happening in front of us. That Tony is coming out and laughing and having a good time with Billy, not because they're anarchists on the show, but because they're friends that enjoy actually pranking people, right? You see that actually play out in the way that if on TV or YouTube, we watch the camera if we watch like Dan and Stu talking, but the way you see the silliness happening on the side of the stage simultaneously helps you understand that as well. I think the other thing that's interesting to remember here is that the guests they had on were all guests that they've had before. They were people that were at South by Southwest, but they had Renee Montgomery, Ricky Williams, Baron Davis, and Jessica Luther on as their guest over the course of the two days. Now, those are all very cool names in sports, right? That's Baron Davis, All Everything Pro, that is now doing interesting creative work on his own. You've got Jessica Luther, who is a Texas, I guess not a Texas Monthly writer, but a freelance writer, like the powerful pre-Baylor, but also that sunk Baylor story through Texas Monthly. You've got Ricky Williams, Austin's Finest, and like All Everything running back himself, but has also started all these interesting different ventures and you've got Renee Montgomery who's the all everything WNBA player that now owns part of a WNBA team but also all four of those people are friends of the show they're on frequent they're on regularly they talk to the show and Dan as friends and I think the real touching moment of the weekend in this was Ricky and Dan talking about building their relationship more than 20 closer to 25 years ago when Ricky comes back to Texas for a singing year and Dan's the one covering the story and wants to come cover Ricky when Ricky ends up taking the photo shoot where he's in like the wedding dress or whatever the SPN and Dan's the one writing the story that goes with that picture. That friendship starts 25-ish years ago and they're genuine friends that care about one another's families now and they make great content together. They're having a great time and we're having a great time with them as listeners because that's just friends having a good time. They really are genuinely good friends and I think that that's important to remember not because you can't have chemistry with someone you're not friends with you can actually be good co-workers and not good friends you see it in every line of work all across the world but when you get that magic where you get both where you work well and you're good friends and you're working towards the same goal for the same reasons that's where you start finding the magic that happens in a thing like the Levitard show is not easy to do. I can tell you for free, some of my best friends would not be some of the people I work with best. But when you find those people that you do, that is clearly where the magic happens. That is clearly where the thing becomes the successful thing. So as you watch the Levitard show play out, and you can, when you're watching it live, throw your eyes wherever on the stage you want, you can see whatever's happening, you can see Chris and Billy and Roy in the back row cutting up, having a good time, like it's the back of math class because that's who they really are. You can see Jessica Smetana having, giving Chris Whittingham a hard time off mic because that's who they really are. You see these relationships unfold in a way that feels authentic and again is also authentically happening 
when they cut the mics off and are in between segments. That, that, that moment, those things are very, very real. The reason the show sounds, again, the reason the show sounds like a dysfunctional family that has real clicks in it is because it is. That's not to say that people don't overlap in their clicks, but like just the way they sat, Whittingham, Mike Ryan, and Jessica Smetana are very, very close, right? Mike Ryan and Chris Whittingham know each other from Chelsea Mike'd Up days, right? Jessica Smetana has a great time shooting the breeze with Chris Whittingham and Lewis and those guys, right? And Lewis is standing off stage to the side of them. And like those things are very, very real. But in the back row, you got some of the longer stays and Roy, Billy, and Chris Cody. And those things are all, those guys are also very, very good friends. And that's very, very real. Again, working with your friends, if you can really work with your friends toward the same goal, makes for the best possible stuff. Friends, that is it for our Levitard Lessons episode this week. Do you feel like you learned something after taking in some stuff from behind the scenes? I know I sure did. It was a fun, fun time to watch the show. It really, really was an impressive performance. I, I hope Levitard continues to do these kind of shows nationally in several different audiences. I know I'm going to make as many as I can. Again, it is a really, really cool opportunity to see guys have so much fun doing so many great, cool, funny things and really continuing to push the envelope in so many ways. Thank you to Levitard and friends, no pun intended, for showing up to Austin for South by Southwest and doing two full free shows. It was really, really cool. If you enjoyed this show, you can thank Chris Sliwa for all his editing work. You can find him at Chris underscore Sliwa7 on Twitter. That's Chris underscore Sliwa7 on Twitter. You can find me and my personal stuff on Twitter at Painsworth512. That's at P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H-512, all one word on Twitter and Instagram this show is on Instagram and Twitter as well. We're on Instagram at F underscore N underscore sports. That's at F underscore N underscore sports. We'll post every time we have a new episode on that. On Twitter, we're at FN Sports 2. That's F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S number 2, all one word. We're fairly active on Twitter. You can find us there on both social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You find a link in the social media handles to all of our different sponsors. That's a link to my bookie. We can double deposit up to $1,000 with at code FN Sports. You can find a link through the same link tree to our partners over at The Beard Struggle, in which you can use code FNSports15, get 15% off all your bearded needs. You can also use that link to get to our Yeti page and get all your coolers, cups, and koozies through Yeti that way. And last but certainly not least, you can find a link to our merch store in which you can find all of our charitable t-shirts and hoodies, including the orange t-shirt and hoodie we're selling for March, which is Women's History Month. All of the proceeds from that campaign will go to help Planned Parenthood of Greater Texas. So make sure you go and grab an orange hoodie or t-shirt because frankly, they need our help. And <laughs> if you were watching the Levitar stuff, you'll notice I'm in the front row wearing my own orange hoodie, at least on the first day. It was a little hot for a hoodie on the second day. But make sure you go check that out. Again, you can find the link to our merch store through the link tree on our social media handles. Make sure you go check that out. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. Make sure you download, like, subscribe to all the wonderful things How About the Podcast. Do it on a couple different platforms and whatever you do. When it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply.